ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਸੋ ਯੂ ਕੈਨ ਹੀਅਰ ਮੀ ਲਾਊਡ ਐਂਡ ਕਲੀਅਰ ਯਪ ਆਈ ਕੈਨ ਹੀਅਰ ਯੂ ਲਾਊਡ ਐਂਡ ਕਲੀਅਰ ਨਾਊ ਓਬਵੀਅਸਲੀ ਵੀ ਵਰ ਗੋਨ ਟੂ ਹੈਵ ਅ ਗੈਸਟ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਐਪੀਸੋਡ ਬਟ ਡਿਊ ਟੂ ਟਾਈਮ ਕੰਸਟ੍ਰੇਂਟਸ ਸ਼ੀ ਵੋਂਟ ਬੀ ਏਬਲ ਟੂ ਜੁਆਇਨ ਅਸ ਬਟ ਥੈਟਸ ਓਕੇ ਵੀ ਵਿਲ ਟਰਾਈ ਕੰਟੀਨਿਊਇੰਗ ਔਨ ਫਰਮ ਦਾ ਲਾਸਟ ਐਪੀਸੋਡ ਐਸ ਮਚ ਐਸ ਵੀ ਕੈਨ ਐਂਡ ਹੋਪਫੁਲੀ ਇਨ ਅ ਬੈਟਰ ਲਾਈਟ we raised some valid points last time and i guess we got a lot of love for it and then some tough love benji who spoke out she had a incident on discord where uh, fanboys pretty much started ganging up not exactly on her but claiming that she deserved to be raped etc cetera, etc cetera. the only thing i would say is that their mothers and sisters don't need to be concerned about any rapists outside when they've got you know relatives relatives sons and siblings like them are sitting at home well not just family it's the people around them that's the people around them so we got massive support as well that's one of our highest uh performing episodes at the moment we reached over the 3000 mark on all platforms similarly like i was saying about the tough love we have had a uh, comments to the fact that the gurus were queer and we are denying that so we are anti woke we have been called homophobic i mean we never said anything about the queer community in the first place so how that's been you know pend on us is amazing and suddenly the accusations which have now started are that we are the real groomers That hmm. we, it's an old tactic accuse your enemy of doing what you are in fact doing yourself so the accusers need not worry we will be doing a special episode soon on what their thought process is like and exposing it from top to bottom and i mean one thing we need to be careful about is this cancel culture which has started recently in the group there was an individual and uh, i posted a short you know snapshot that people are saying we need to change harry potter because the goblins have a anti-semitic history associated with them now amazingly enough if you look at oliver twist who's the most anti-semitic caricature in there fag and the jew and darwin mentions fag and the jew over 100 times and there is nothing about fag and the jew which endears him to the readers literally at the end of the novel even though it's Oliver's brother who's the main antagonist everyone goes for Fag and the Jew and i believe he's hanged at the end correct me if i'm wrong man i've read it a long time ago in my uh, probably teenagers early teen teenage and uh, i think i've forgotten it i can't help you right there okay yeah so i do believe Fagin does get hanged and he's you know you can sort of see that most of the crimes pinned on him he hasn't done it but again it's just the way society was at the time however if you come down to today all these you know racist remarks etc etc in literature i believe we should actually keep them around because they show us where we have failed as humans rather than trying to cancel them and build a utopia i think it's the exact same thing what they did to to kill a mockingbird you know the very famous famous thing there was a novel yep so we need to cancel it because it's racist yeah that's exactly why you need to keep it one thing which i really try understanding down here now 
a long time ago, I read a story about a boy who's a prince whose parents, the king and queen, kept him confined into a castle. And they only taught him about virtue, about what was good, etc., etc., until the boy stepped outside his house, outside his kingdom. That's when he learned there was something called evil, and it broke him so much he killed himself. This disconcerted reality we are now jumping into that, you know, we can make everything better, we can make everything better by changing history, by altering history. Now, the fact is there is a massive backlash against individuals alleging the gurus were queer. Fine, then if you want to say the gurus would have stood up for them today, that's that's your personal choice. But even if you're changing history for a positive aspect, how far is it going to go? And why exactly it is that uh, you're going to twist the history according to what's going on today. Mm -hmm. So all this voidness, all this pseudo-liberalism, we will answer it over the next few episodes. However, today's uh, biggest uh, issue, I guess, is the historic de-evolution of Sikh woman. A very important point that not many people have covered. So last time we discussed the current scenario, today we will discuss the historic de-evolution of woman. Now, this will be controversial. You remember in 2001... Yep. <laughs> in 2001... There was an incident at the Kaltakt. And this incident circulated around a book which was republished. And this was the Gurbilas Pat Shahi Chevi of, if I remember correctly, Kavi Sohansen. Now, most of these historic texts we have, it's argued we need a mentality to interact with them, etc., etc., I guess when we are talking about mentality, how valid is that mentality in light of Gurmat? That's a question we need oh. to ask. The very first thing is who wrote it? Who were the sponsors? What, what, are the, what are the sources? Where are the sources today? And why did you need to write that to begin with? And what are we obtaining from these texts? Where is the focus now? Me and you recently discussed the Mahaparth. And... Dronacharya, I believe, was the teacher of both the Pandavas and the other side. Kauravs, yeah. Kaurava. Yep. And upon his deathbed, when Dronacharya is given a queen-sized, you know, mattress made out of arrows, he's literally pinned to the ground, nailed to the ground. No, that's that's Bhishambatama you're talking about. Ah, uh, yes, that's the one. That's the one. So he's pinned to the ground, literally nailed to the ground, Whoever's folded, uh, you know, filled him up uh, full of pharaohs, he's literally nailed him. And when this battle is ongoing, suddenly now, you know, you've got to imagine how, you know, fantastic the author's mind must have been that suddenly in the middle of the battle, they start discussing life and woman as, you know, our mate is dying, full of pharaohs. And he says that woman is an illusion, Right. That woman is an illusion which men need to master, that, you know, etc., etc. Now, by Gan Singh Naba, towards the end of his life, he even, you know, spoke out against Chitropakyan. And I believe it's the Gurmat Martanda, volume two, where he actually talks about Chitropakyan as well. And he says that, you know, 
In the Jitrup account, it's written that the God who made woman, even that God regretted his decision in making woman. Right? Many so the God is not Nirpao Nirvar. No, no, it doesn't seem so. And many Sikhs reject this because if you look at the Mool Mantarekyonkar Sapnam Karta Purk Nirbhau Nirvair, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And if someone says you need the mentality, you need to see the context, well, we are trying to discern the truth, and the truth is provided by Gurbani. Does it match with the Gurbani of Guru Granth Sahib? It doesn't. It doesn't. So would Baba Nanak actually spot? Oh, okay, look, if we are reading Mahaparth, Ramayana, etc., all these ancient archaic texts, no matter where they are from, fine, then that's all good. But when we are saying that there is something in these texts which will contribute towards our comprehension of Sakhi, that's when there's going to be a problem. One thing you need to realize is that, you know, this is what Albert Camus pointed out. Now, many individuals argue there is a westernized perspective, etc., etc. But most of these, you know, Western historian scholars, they actually observed history and wrote what they observed. And if someone's going to say that their observation, you know, is biased because they're, you know, westernized, etc., etc., then, you know, that's a never-ending debate it becomes more about trying to push their views on us. But the reality is that Camus observed history and he said that, you know, revolutionary figures, particularly religious figures, they live life as they want the future to be. On one hand, Gurbani is telling us that woman is equal to men. On the other hand, we are saying that the gurus made woman equal to men. Guru Amar Das, you know, stopped Sati, uh, Baba Nanak allowed Viday remarriage. I mean, we say that Guru Gobind Singh Ji did a Viday remarriage himself. His first wife died, Mata Jitoji, and he married again to Mata Sundar Korji. So if the Gurus were taking all these proactive steps against the religious society of their day, which perceived these steps as being blasphemy, why then would they entail or, you know, articulate the view that they follow all these ancient traditions regarding the treatment of genders, etc., etc.? A very simple question. If God regrets women or creating women, why do women still exist? That's the thing. Now, in Christianity, they'll say Eve was born from Adam's rib. In Sikhi, we say that, you know, Vaheguru had a particular intention. So there was intention behind creating women as well. It was no accidental that, you know, he saw that man was lonely and he decided to create woman. <laughs> it's, and this is replete throughout all these texts, all these ancient texts. You know, a, a long time ago, I was listening to, a, oh, well, he called himself a Maharishi on YouTube. And according to him, the gods made men. The men had too much energy, so they made women so the men could have sex with them and, you know, deplete their energy. Oh, man. Oh, oh. So It's, it's the... very sad to hear these things exist, but we know that these things exist and people with such mentalities exist, both so, within our yeah. community and outside. So in 2001, when, you know, there was a, 
a Gal Takt published manuscript of the Gurbilas Padshahi Chevino. There are allegations made in this text. Many would argue these are metaphorical, but they've never been able to prove what they were. So there was, you know, massive issue taken against this text by Singh Sabha Canada. And its foremost critic emerged to be Gurbaksh Singh Khanda. Controversial name because of his anti-Dasam stance. Now, after this manuscript was published and, you know, Afkana wrote his uh, rebuttal, many people started attacking him for his views. Now, one of these primary views, I'll give you an example, is this, that the Khande Bhatida Amrit does not make one a Sikh. They ignored what he wrote afterwards. They just focused on the first line. What he wrote afterwards was Khande Bhatida Amrit is initiation into Sikhi, but Gurbani is what makes you a true Khalsa, a true Sikh. Now, would you agree with that statement? Well, the statement is simple and it's very clear, and I do agree with it. Now, when he was called out for this, you know, he stood up and he said, look, this is 2001. We all know what happened 20 years ago. How many Amritaris, you know, destroyed the Qom's future? You, you don't, don't, don't need to go back 20, 40 years. Just look around yourself today. Now, interestingly enough, Indarjeet Singh Jeji in his book, Politics of Genocides, he actually, you know, articulates how the police told him that they were to pick up Amritthari Sikhs. And he pointed out that, you know, Baba Santa Singh of the Buddha Dal, who rebuilt the Kal Takht, was an Amritthari. Gyanis Zail Singh was an Amritthari. Most of the Sikh generals sitting in the high command were Amritthari's. You see, and these are the individuals who there is infamy, which we attach to their names because we say they did nothing for the Sikhs at the time. And this was exactly what Afkana pointed out. And then he went to the matter of the texts. Pretty much, he said, if you want to understand history, find and understand history. But there will be a time when you have to cut the myth away to understand the reality of history. And at that time, we will ask ourselves a question that if we have texts which say that, you know, for example, Pais or Jan Singh of the USA, he actually puts all these, you know, pictures up on uh, online as well. And one of the pictures he put up is of a you know, text which has proven very controversial. And this controversial text, you know, obviously everyone knows about it, the Suraj Prakash. And there's a part in this text where it says that Shri Chand sent an assistant to Guru Angad. Guru Angad was sitting in his darbar and told the servant to uh, this assistant to go have langar. He was standing there waiting in line for longer, doing nothing, and Mata Kivi asked him, why are you standing there like a Turk? Assistant goes away and tells Baba Shirichand that this is what they said to me, and Baba Shirichand gives them a shrap or a curse that find them. Now the Turks will really come to their house. Who is being blamed for all the Shidi Sake which happened in Saki? Mata Kivi. Yep, I've heard that one before. And essentially, this is a two-pronged assault. One, on the Sikh ideology, which supports gender equity. The second, it also nullifies Sikhi stance against oppression. Right? And the thing of Kana pointed... Uh, yep. Another similar story that I, I heard in the Gurdwara when I was a kid. Hmm. That uh, I think Guru Sahib was taking a bath and uh, his pira broke. You now the small 
piece of furniture that you sit on usually. Yep. So BBG put her hand underneath it, so it wouldn't yeah, be BB, wouldn't be disturbed. BB Pani. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Guru Sahib, for her, this seva of her, gave her uh, a blessing that the uh, all the Guru ships and w- will stay in her house in her descent. The story the of warned her. Yep. The Gurusa warned her that there will be executions, there will be genocides, there will be killings, there will be wars. And she said, yeah, it's all acceptable to me. Yes, that's exactly what I was getting at. That's one aspect of the story. And what Afghana pointed yeah. out was that all these stories stem from the common Punjabi mentality, from the common man's mentality that, you know, women are inferior to men. Women are responsible for all the evils of the world. As long as we have texts like these being read out in the Gurdwaras, as long as these texts are used to make our head mariada, to spot whatever historic arguments we want to make, there is no way we will have the real Sikh mentality in Sikhi. I think Where we haven't it? been yeah. able to draw, draw a line between the Punjabi mindset, the traditional Punjabi mindset, and Sikhi. That's the thing. Where is the real Sikh mentality? Now, of course, there is grooming happening. And, you know, if you were watching, we have Jeet Sidhu up there, we have Aman Bali up there, we have, you know, Benji Simran up there, we have so many people, so many Amritari, the Startari, girls coming out and relating their stories of how they've, become, you know, they've become victims of grooming or nearly become victims of grooming. But there are the liberals, so-called self-called liberals, who are running around saying this is all untrue, this is all a phobia, xenophobia, this is all racism, this is all a lie. We know real Sikhi. Now, real know, Sikhi know, is yep. not, not identifying with anything because no loyalty, no identity. That's what real Sikhi is, according to them. I know what I'm going to say. It might sound hypocritical at the end of the day, but one thing which we need to say do they observe the fundamentals of Sikhi? Do they have kakars? Do they have cash? See, these are the people who will say that Baba Nanak had a message of love, but they will always ignore Guru Gobind Singh because they know if you come down to Guru Gobind Singh's jivan, it has a direct connection to Baba Nanak ideologically. Then we will be caught out that, wait a second, Guru Gobind Singh Ji gave us all these parents. You know, he renewed them from Baba Nanak's time. We aren't keeping those parameters, so the Baba Nanak we have is not the real Baba Nanak, it's some other Baba Nanak. This picking and choosing thing, it's, you know, it's present everywhere. One of them sent us a picture of that, uh, you know, atrocious uh, lie that Baba Nanak said, become a human before becoming a Hindu, Sikh, or Muslim, or a Christian. Now, the common human is an animal. Baba Nanak evinces that in Gurbani. And I asked them, can you show us where this is in Gurbani? And this is what they told me. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. In a few years' time, we will put it in Gurbani. Hmm. And now the entire thing has turned around. The people who are fighting against them, fighting against grooming, have started you know, confronting them openly on social media. And one of them apparently had a email sent to her boss. She's a lawyer or a civil rights activist and her employers found out about this and I think they gave her a warning what happened and her son has some sort of a disorder and now she's hiding behind that. That you're trying to persecute a Sikh woman fighting for her son's survival. 
I didn't knew they were, well, I won't say much because uh, recently on Twitter and I've been active just observing and I've seen a lot of these cases. Another aspect down here is that it's turned out that the culprit in question who did the Manmeet Gore grooming case, Shahid, he's admitted that pretty much he had a relationship with her from six years. So she was 12 or 13, still under the age of consent by Indian law. And he was married at the time. And if you don't call this pedophilia or grooming, then what do you call it? But suddenly, suddenly, air clowns are trying to justify that as well, that it's love. Okay, so he started grooming her six years ago, and today he has a six-year-old daughter. Yep. So his daughter from his, let's say, quote-unquote, first wife is six years old. Yes. So the, the day his daughter was born, or when she was about to arrive in, into this world, he was actively grooming a 12-year-old. Exactly. Okay. Important point we need to... No, well, we need to identify this important point. Six years yeah. ago, Manmeet was, was 12 years old, and at that time, a baby girl was born to him. He, he became a father to a girl. Mm. Man, yeah. I just I feel so... This idea is in my mind now, and I feel dirty that it's in my mind, because I, I have to imagine a father going after a 12-year-old girl. Oh, man. Sorry if I... Oh, no, sorry. Okay, go on. The, the issue is that when our individuals try, you know, we face a three-pronged battle. Obviously, we're confronting the groomers. That is something we need to face as well. Then we have our own cultural faults. Not Sikhi's fault, cultural faults. Now, there are many idiots, many fanboys, and we know who they're fanboys of who are trying to justify the entire incident. Now, one of the comments which was sent was that, oh, so what can we do if, they're, if they act like pieces of trash and men do this to them? And the same you know, individual, yep. And the same individual on his Twitter feed had that story of how Sikhs rescued thirty thousand Marathi women. And I told him, well, at the end of the day, why did they do it? They just got some, you know, Sikhs killed for no reason because, you know, those women maybe were doing what you are saying that the victims of grooming are doing, and that was a simple straightaway block. Echo chamber, is it? Echo chamber. And the fact is, I think Afghana had a valid point. We need to get rid of this Punjabi mentality. We need to relook at our history and relook at it in the light of Gurmat rather than these texts which blame and vilify women. That's one way to strengthen our house. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hmm. Right. As I'm talking to you right in front of me about 30 feet, there's a snake. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> it's a rat snake. I've seen it before here. Well, I don't think they're as harmful but, as groomers, are they? No, no, no. This is metaphorical. A snake stalking its prey and the groomers stalking their prey. Wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. See, the thing is, our society has a problem. Our Allow me to move. Cycle. Yep. I just know. I just walk so, away. Our so-called Sikh society has a problem today. One is that we, you know, I'm not going to say victim shame because the way we do it, we almost do a slut shaming of the victim. And the second thing is we try, you know, after the slut shaming, 
we never introspect where we could have done better? Uh, okay, I, th- I think we have arrived on another point here. You mentioned mm-hmm. the word slut shaming, yeah? Yep. In this particular case, a 12-year-old girl, or let's say a 12-year-old kid in general, they haven't got much idea what's happening around them, do they? No, no. Let's, let's say, and uh, this is a very important point, even if a girl, let's say, is uh, sexually active and she's being promiscuous, she's still a human being. Hmm. I, I don't care what she has done or what she's doing. If something is happening against her will, that, that's problematic. You know, teenagers now, they are full of hormones, they are rebellious, they have you know, very limited life experience, they generally don't know what's happening. People into their 20s don't know what's happening. Now, just like so, the authors of the texts which blame women for what happened in Sikhi, who try mitigating Sikhi's emphasis on worldly living and resistance to tyranny by saying women <laughs> brought about all the cataclysms which confronted us, which we are even today going through. Similarly, we have the same mentality in the so-called Sikh feminists and liberals. Now, I'll make a point here. There are many Dastartari Sikh feminists and non-Ambretari Sikh feminists fighting the good fight on our side. On the other hand, we have others who are also backbiting them. Now, one of these backbiting ones, here, listen to this. If you're worried about your kids being groomed, why don't you raise your kids to be ungroomable? It's a joke I think you shared on Twitter that uh, the groomer will do its job. The criminal would do what criminals do. What I, why are you wondering about carrying your body like that? Exactly, exactly. Keep your body... The, the, Keep use yep. of the term. Maybe, maybe uh, dig up or I and do bhakti for 26 years. See, that's the thing. If this was a TV show, if all this was a TV show, ironically, these guys would be like the cops. So, you know, like in every crime show, the cops are pretty much saying, oh, look, there are criminals. There is crime. Like, you know, for example, CSI. Look at how many murder cases CSI deals with. You know, and at the end of the day, you never see any proactive steps taken by any politician, et cetera, et cetera, in the scope of that show to do anything. I know it's fictional, but I'm saying, end of the day, these clowns who call themselves wokes and liberals, they're pretty much the same. Oh, the thing is, the groomer's going to be grooming. Why did you walk in front of him? Why did you have that put on you? Why were you acting like that? Poor groomer, he couldn't help himself. Well, okay. And, and look, look, saw, look, look at the way this way. Yep, one more thing. Look at the way it goes. Now, suddenly, some of them have started saying, oh, we knew from day one this case was very complex. That's why we weren't commenting on it. Bullshit, you guys left no stone unturned in attacking Sikhs who were right from the first place saying that this is a case of grooming. <clears throat> there was another tweet that I saw, and uh, the girl pointed out that the guy that she's now married to, which, she, well, which was the original plan to begin with, he's not a good-looking guy. For, forget, forget about grooming, that she was groomed. The guy she thought that her husband, he's not a good-looking guy. The groomer yes. might have been better-looking by her yep. view. For, forget about grooming. Well, Who's better-looking? Go for him. Yep. What's stopping her from going over and saying, oh, look, you can marry me if she's taken away from you? Well, 
entirely up to her. She's an adult. The fingers, the fingers, let me tell you. Now, recently, you know, there was an essay written in um, New Zealand by a soldier, which was taken, taken down because it answered that we should be, you know, it argued that we should be looking at merit rather than inclusion for, you know, military recruitment. It is something I personally agree with. Now, here's a story. Shri Guru Panth Prakar says that, you know, when Madhodas came to Guru Gobind Singh and asked him, you know, begged him to, you know, initiate him into the Khalsa. Guru Gobind Singh Ji told him this is not an easy way. We, the Guru requires the sacrifice of Tan, Man, Tan. Tan, physicality, Man, mentality, and Tan, whatever your achievement is. All these need to be sacrificed to follow the Guru, the Guru alone. Only then can an individual call themselves the perfect Khalsa, perfect Sikh, and give advice to others on Sikhi. The fact is, the Guru elucidates that we have, you know, markers of the Khalsa identity which should be used to judge you. If we take that, if we take that, we understand two, several things. I wouldn't say two, I'd say several things. First thing is the Guru always looked at the merit of the would-be convert. They never, you know, allowed anyone, you know, like any Tom, Dick and Harry off the street to come in, you know, any Inder, Gurinder, Maninder to come off the street and say, I want to be a Sikh. They didn't. There were tests nope. prescribed, and they always looked at the merit of the convert. Find them if they don't have any skill. Do they have the spirit which we expect of Sikhs? Right? Today, all these others are arguing inclusivity, inclusivity, interfaith and undercarriages, inclusivity. First thing they haven't been able to answer, why is it that the woman, especially the Sikh, should convert out of Sikhi? Why can't the other side come into Sikhi? Or why can't they both return their faiths? Right? They will never answer this. Second thing, if we are saying inclusivity, where do we decide the parameters of our faith? And this is why I'm saying we need to take a relook at our history and its Sikhi and reclaim it from all the erosion which has happened over the past few hundred years. Maybe the individuals blaming women for what happened in Sikhi, all the cataclysms, all the genocides. Maybe they too had this little inclusion thing going on. There would have been many people saying at the time that, look, there is gender equity in Sikhi. We can't reduce women to mere figureheads. And they would have said, oh, well, look, it's inclusion, inclusion. We need to respect other faiths. We need to tolerate other ideologies. Where does toleration become emulation? There was this thing in South Africa where they said that uh, mathematics is racist. Because uh, the interpretation of mathematics is European. <laughs> now, another aspect now, which now, has been brought yeah. up. Yep. I personally believe that mathematics is the purest science, yeah? Mathematics is the purest science. Newton used to say that if you want to know the mind of God, no mathematics. Well, I haven't met Baba Newton or I haven't uh, read his Santhya and everything, so probably I will in the future. But I think mathematics applies everywhere across all cultures, across centuries. It's not going to change, yeah? Nope. So people are still going to target it because they are personally incapable of understanding it. Amazingly enough, if you look at it, amazingly enough, you're ready to believe someone who wrote 200 years after Guru Gobind Singh that Matapa read such spiritual ecstasy that she went naked. But we are not willing to believe Baba Nanak, who was there 
two to three hundred years before Matapa, Gohu said that the Sikh spiritual ecstasy is such that the Sikh never goes naked. And well, all man, the if, finger, if, if, yep. if you were to pick the contradictions which these people believe, you'd probably grow old, your hair would turn white, and, and the student wouldn't stop. There'd be a new one invented every single day. All the finger pointing is towards the Guru and Sikhi. And slowly, very slowly, it was made out that the existent Sikhi is the imperfect one. We need to better it. They bettered it by reducing women to, you know, mere puppets. And today, what the, you know, these self-proclaimed liberals are doing is once again, under the veneer of women's rights, they're trying to change the key. None of them are concerned about women's rights. If they were, they would, you know, research everything and actually call the groomer out. Rather, it's all sympathy for the groomer. A very important question I'm going to ask you. Hmm. Do you see women as women first or human beings first? Stumped. What do you mean? What I mean is, if, I, if you look at any woman, could be within your family or outside of your family, yep. I personally say her as another human being. I don't say, oh, yep. it's a woman. You know? Yep. I, I think the starting point, the very starting point, is at fault. Hmm. It's a, it's a nuanced point. It's a, it's a very small point. But if you look at it, if, yeah. if, if somebody comes and asks me for help, it could be directions. It could be asking an address. I wouldn't say it's a woman asking me an address. I'd say it's another human being asking me an address or asking for help. Mm -hmm. so when, no, I understand when, what you mean. When a woman complains about anything legitimate, I don't see it as like women's rights. It's a human rights. Mm. It's, it's, the, this mentality exists in yeah. India. The binary and, being uh, created under the name of women's rights by the white crew has nothing to do with women's rights at all. It's more or less a destructive revenge mentality. Well, yeah, yeah. Different I mean, topic, but yeah, applies yep, to you. Yep. If you look at it this way, Baba Nanak at the time never cancelled out men or declared that he wasn't a man anymore just because men were mistreating women. It's, it's a bitter reality, right? At a time when no one respected women, Baba Nanak and his successors who were male fought against the caste dominance and they fought against patriarchy. But they never ever denied their gender. What's happening today is we are being told to deny the Guru's genders and our own genders as well if you we want to show some sort of equality. Fine then. Regarding this entire conversion issue, suddenly it's made into an interfaith issue that we need to deny Sikhi and Sikh identity. One of these, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call her a troll, but the one who actually started arguing with me was that, you know, where does it say in Gurbani interfaith marriages can't happen? And I asked her, where does it say in Gurbani interfaith marriages can happen? I don't know. So I told her that the entire predigam of the lava are written for, you know, a marriage between two Sikhs. And then after that, still, Oh, so where does it say interfaith marriages can't happen? You guys need to read Japji Sab, you guys need to read Jap Sab. You people would even stop, you know, uh, others from doing langar seva all over the world. And I told her, well, you know, <laughs> you haven't had any nerve there because that is our plan anyway. <laughs> you have one of the episodes, yeah? Yep. Stop unnecessary langar seva.
And the thing is, at the end of the day, Navjeet Singh, that we need to take active steps to change ourselves and bring the Sikh mentality in rather than the Punjabi mentality. And it needs to start with the Gurdwaras. It needs to start with the Gurdwaras. We need more educated women Pracharaks. We need more educated women Gyanis. We need more educated women Kirtaniyas. We need Pracharaks, Kirtaniyas. They need to be educated. And they just happen to be women. And again, one more thing. If someone stands up on the stage or is sitting on the tabi and says, Maharaj, please forgive me. I'm about to say these, you know, words of your bani in the presence of, you know, the Sangat. And they start with all these, you know, descriptions of sexual transgressions, etc., etc., and come down to the fact that even God, you know, reg uh, regrets creating women. At the end of the day, in Chitropakhan, this is actually one of the, you know, stories that, you know, apparently, I think this is from the Hikayats, read them a long time ago. Minister telling the king some stories and the minister advises the king that even the God who created woman rejects making them. At the end, there is, no, yep, there is no explanatory statement given below anywhere by, you know, if this is actually by Guru Gobind Singh that what the minister means in this case. Imagine imagine how many Sikh women at that time, even Amritari women, how many Sikh women at the time would be in their minds questioning Sakhi at the time? That are we only illusions? What is the difference between if, Guru Gobind Singh and Guru Nanak then? Well, if if a woman, let's say a Sikh woman, read this, then God regrets creating women. The amount of self-hatred that you'll need to digest is beyond comprehension. Last time we discussed that in the Ramayana Katha, it's usually focused on when the sea god appeared in front of Ramchandra and you know said that thing about animals, low castes, women's, a woman and drums being made to get beaten. Again, this is something which is related in our Sikh discourses, Sikh by Sikh, Kathavachiks, you know, traditionalists, etc., etc. What is the meaning of all this in light of Baba Nanak Shabad Sokya Mandakiyajas Jamiraja? I think we have uh, touched upon this point uh, in some of our other, other episodes. Uh, the cultural baggage that new converts to Sikhi brought with them. Hmm. Was it totally discarded? No. No, nothing. How many of us today, how many of us today will be brave enough to say that when Maharaja Ranjit Singh died, that his wives committed sati, that was a transgression against Sikhi, it shouldn't have happened? Well, he was the Maharaja, or Sikh Maharaja, Sikh Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Nothing can be said against me. Exactly. Where is all this coming from? It's the baggage from the to... other side. The baggage from previous faiths, the baggage from previous ideologies, which the gurus rejected outright. On one hand, we're saying Baba Nanak said, on the other hand, we're saying Guru Gobind Singh wrote all these stories to give us wisdom. Where is the wisdom in saying that a woman you know, the God who made woman rejects, uh, regrets making them. A woman is an illusion. Or a woman can lead men astray. Well, anybody can let anybody astray. That's not a gender issue. That's right. That's not a gender issue. Now, something even more funny. It's claimed that, you know, to be successful in a conflict, you need to go and manifest the Devi. The Devi is a woman, isn't she? Yep. 
one woman is an illusion, the other woman is a convenience. So the woman who's a goddess is a convenience. So who is it convenient for? The Pujari system. And then the real woman at home, she becomes an illusion. Well, if a woman has got all the power, why can't she elevate the status of the woman in the society to begin with? Exactly. These are very deep complexities which we need to understand. Now, of course, there was an argument that in Sikhi and the Guru Granth Sahib and Gurbani, God has no gender. So that means, you know, we should become gender benders. I'm saying the term gender bender because this is what was used in another context. However, Waheguru made gender identity. Or Waheguru made gender, if I want to refer to the they, them issue. So when Waheguru made gender, then who the hell are we to deny there is no such thing as a gender? There is no importance attached to gender. Well, I probably need a deep discussion with you know, a lot of people to understand this. What I'm essentially saying is that in this episode, we are doing a summary down here of what we discussed last time. The exact thing is that we allowed Sikhi to be changed all those centuries back. Even today, we're allowing Sikhi to be changed. We need to sit down and we need to reclaim Sikhi. We need to get that Sikh mentality in our houses, in our families, in our Gurdwaras. That's one way of defeating the grooming straight away. And the second thing, as offensive as this might sound, we need to start reclaiming Sikhi as well. Sikhi isn't anyone's keep. Nope. It's not somebody's private property. Now, suddenly it's become that the term Rehet and Gurbani and Rehet and are two very different things. Baba Nanak never intended there to be a Rehet. So this disparages all his successor gurus while at the same time denying the fundamental importance of Rehet and Sikhi. And it's argued that the 1920 or the 1930 was made by a bunch of <clears throat> Sishist men who relied on texts from you know, previous Sishist men. Now this term Sishist apparently means someone who was born in one gender and identifies themselves in that gender throughout their entire life. Now, funnily enough, this somehow has become a sin for that individual to be. So CIS simply means comfortable in skin. Comfortable. <laughs> That's actually a good one. Oh, it does. So, no, no, no. Yep, the, it, it, Google it. The word CIS, cis men, simply means comfortable in skin. Google it. So if you're, if you're comfortable in your skin, the woke Sikh brigade is going to say that's your biggest sin. Now, we are all agreed. The Panjapiyar is very gurmuks. Would you agree with that? By Mani Singh, by Nandalal, all these others, they were Gurmukhs who used to surround Guru Gobind Singh Ji. There were a lot of Gurmukhs around Guru, Guru Sahib, yeah. Many of these Gurmukhs were at Rehat Mariyadas, and many of these other so-called Gurmukhs were at Rehat Mariyadas. We can tell which is, you know, based on Gurbani, which isn't. We read by Nandalal Ji's Tanakhanama, which, you know, describes the parameters of the Khalsa lifestyle. Okay, there's nothing that controversial in there. So, is by Nandalal's greatest sin then that he was a man all his life? <laughs> I can is only a, laugh, man. Is any Amritari, the Star woman following the Kal Maryada, is her greatest sin that she's only a woman all her life? Nope. 
this wave which has started will push even more women away from Saki. This wave of yes. you know, discriminating against people who aren't, you know, gender fluid or who just, you know, like you said, are comfortable in their own skin. I think uh, yesterday a billionaire became the first person to go into the space as a tourist. Yeah, Richard Branson. Let's say 100 years down the line, something much, much more destructive than the current coronavirus spreads across the globe. And yep. they said, okay, we need, we need to leave Earth and go to Mars, let's say. Hmm. And they select, let's say, let's say a thousand individuals from across the globe for genetic diversity. Hmm. Are they going to select them because of their, what their skin color is or what the, how good their genes are? Or are, are they going to say, okay, this guy is, uh, you know, he is not cis, he was born this way, now he or she is a transgender or whatever. Mm. Are these things going to happen? Are you going to say, okay, let's be inclusive? Then no, we just need the best. That's the thing. That's exactly how the Guru's Choice seeks. How Guru Gobind Singh Ji incorporated people into the Khalsa, how Banda Singh Bhadda did it, how all the Sikh leadership did it, Mata Sahib Kaur, etc. at all. Really, the best were chosen. Those who had the spirit. Imagine uh, the Apollo crew going to the moon today. Who would they choose? See, when you're arguing inclusivity over you know, meritocracy, let's, let's just face it, this is what it's become about, inclusivity over meritocracy. This is one of the arguments used to side rail the entire grooming debate. And it comes down to this. If you're a leader, you have you know, been beaten and hit and spent most of your life in jail, and you say, I'm a leader, what for me? I can do this, I can do that. And you come with me to the airport and I tell the pilot, hey, get out of the way. He's the leader. He's done this for the community. He's going to pilot the plane. Would I be a fool or would I be smart? You'll be a bhakta. <laughs> exactly in this way. Exactly in this way. These other narratives are being foisted on us. These other attacks to derail what is left of authentic Sakhi today. Everyone is using the Guru Granth Sahib to reinforce their views. And here's the thing about the works. They know nothing about Gurbani in the first place. These are the types of clowns who will spend their entire life just doing Ekyonkar, Ekyonkar, Ekyonkar and not progressing further. They think that if they've learned how to read Ekyonkar, that's it. something related to this a few years ago russia well not russia putin decriminalized domestic violence decriminalized domestic violence he does look like a wife beater anyway and the reasoning that was given behind it that the state should not intervene in the personal life of a couple if it gets too bad get a divorce but you can't say that we had an altercation now let's let's break up the family this traditional mindset is also found in many punjabi families isn't it it is uh, i won't name the book 
but there is a book about a Mahapurk and there's a Singh who comes to him and tells him, my wife has a problem with me taking Amrit. And he tells him that, here, take my shoe and beat the hell out of her. And the Singh does it for 12 days. Now, if this was Baba Nanak, Baba Nanak would go to their house and ask the wife, okay, so what's the problem? And do you know the shoe which uh, he used to beat his wife? The Singh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you go to Hashar. Per Loki Halebi Utematate, Del Jutino. Sorry. Sorry. What? Yeah, people are still bowing to that shoe. He's got a little Gurdwara in his house, and people are still bowing to the shoe. With which he thrashed his wife. No, 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 just imagine, just imagine a Sikh girl who's starting out on her Sikh journey reading that book. Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? That's why, that's why the need of the moment is to arrest this historical de-evolution of women. The things we can take away from this talk are first, we need to start implementing that Sikh mentality and replace the Punjabi mentality with it. Second thing, the second thing is let's not get caught up in all this left and right, you know, woke versus non-woke brigade conflict, because at the end of the day, both of them have no interest in Sikhi or Sikh parameters. Why do we need these ideologies when we have Sikhi? So that's not our, our fight to fight. That's not our, our battle to fight. That's not our battle to fight. If anyone calls themselves, you know, woke or liberal, etc., etc., and declare themselves as Sikhs, well, they're not Sikhs in my opinion. Have you heard of Yuri Bezmenov? Uh, yes. I've heard the name. Have you heard his lecture? No. Listen to them and uh, we'll talk about it. So the listeners, yep. Google his name, go to YouTube, Yuri Bezmenov. He, he was a KGB defector who defected from India. Okay. Oh, from India. Yeah. Oh, yep. But the, like getting back to the woman issue, then, because I'm sure the Yuri story is somehow related, but I need to actually find out more about him. The issue down here with the woman's rights thing is there are many of these so-called Sikh feminists, Sikh liberals. Now the arguments become, and they created a new slur for Sikh men, Paji Twitter, because Sikhs are so, Sikh men are so conspicuous. It's become Paji Twitter. That's a new slur created for Sikh men on Twitter. Anyhow, these so-called folks, feminists, etc., they're just trying to hijack a situation to get some points for themselves. <clears throat> There's a guy on Twitter who simply said that now that she is 18, she's free to choose. Yep, she mm -hmm. is free to choose, but she's already she... been groomed. Yep, when she's already been groomed. That's, that's the thing. These people have such a base mentality, it's hard to understand. And I'm sure people like these were the ones who wrote, you know, Grant saying that Banda Singh Badr made over Suchanand's young daughter towards all these jalads to take their revenge on Suchanand for. I don't believe this in one instance. Contemporary accounts say Banda never did this. Banda Singh rather punished groomers. When Banda Singh went to these areas around Sirhanda, people came to him with, you know, tales with complaints of how groomers were kidnapping and grooming their daughters. He went around to check what the truth was. He didn't arbitrarily kill Muslims as it's made out to be. He checked the truth, and if they were found guilty, the whole family was given a one-way ticket to hell. 
you know, these are the sort of things which make people shadow Jakari, the sense of savage justice. You know, if you are if you're a savage, you'll be treated like a savage to put you into line, to put other potential savages into line. Not that, you know, he needs a safe space. Uh, you know, 12 and 23, we need to look at age in the current context. It might happen. It's love. Love is blind to age. Not all this little soft, you know, stuff. You know, a long There's a time lot ago, to unpack yep, here. Yep, there's a lot there's to a unpack lot. here. And like I'm saying, like I'm saying, the thing is a long time ago, I had a nephew who used to believe in all this work stuff. So what I did was, you know, I uh, one morning I got the dogs ready, uh, four German shepherds and four uh, pit bulls, eight. And I had a siren, turned on the siren wire remote control, chucked a bottle, uh, you know, a bucket of cold water on his face, flipped over the bed and took one of those airsoft guns and started, you know, just shooting the hell out of him. But there, I made him run for two hours that day. After two hours, he didn't know what was happening. He just saw me coming behind him with the dogs, you know, running after him like all hell had broken loose. I made him crawl through mud, do push-ups, press-ups, etc., etc. He had no option, to be honest. If he stopped, the dogs would be after him. Finally, at six o'clock, he gave up. And after that day, he never needed a safe space to cry anymore. Do you still have that air force? Uh... Airsoft gun? I need to do matatek. <laughs> That's the thing. We are regressing into being puny people if he starts, you know, listening to this woke liberal, you know, rhetoric. Oh, uh, you know, like you, you like you pointed out, you know, the usual uh, thing. Oh, the poor groomer is just, you know, grooming. Why are you guys going down there to attract his attention? And why are you out there openly carrying your body like that? This insinuates the, these women who argue like this, that the groomer is doing what the groomer does, they're insinuating that women as a gender then are not worthy of having any dignity for themselves. Well, this, this solution issue, two of them have brought a lot of old stuff now, has resurfaced. I think somebody from the UK can tell us more about this, that a lot of Sikh women were taken to Pakistan and left there. Mm -hmm. Religion tore away woman's dignity. Baba Nanak restored it with Sikhi. But Sikhs after Baba Nanak tore away their dignity again. And today what's left of their dignity needs to be restored. But today the worst foes of Sikhi are Sikhs themselves. In the current scenario, yes. How much hyper-liberalism can we, you know, actually tolerate? How much workness are we going to say is fine? How Are we really going to forego merit over inclusivity? Why do you need to be inclusive to begin with? That's the thing. That's exactly the thing. Why no. do you need to... Like, have we... Has he taken the Well, some people would say that we have. But, okay. My point is... Where do you demarcate inclusivity? If I go to, let's say, a hospital today, mm. can I apply for a job over there even if I don't have the qualifications? Maybe in Volkstan you can. If I can drive a car, can I apply to be an F1 driver, a race car driver? <laughs> 
you can always claim they're hurting your inner sentimentality and yeah, maybe the government of Vojkstan will allow you to do it. There, there is this thing that exists online and uh, it has racist undertones, but they say that a lot of people who, let's say, are quote-unquote non-white on TV are just there because of this diversity quota. All this essentially comes down to the racism of low expectations. It's part of the groomer's culture. The groomer will do it. We need to tolerate it at the end of the day. So really you're saying we don't want to raise even the groomer to you know the standard of a dignified human being. If he's a beast, let him be a beast. That's exactly what the gurus fought against. When the beasts came for the Sikhs, the gurus lifted up the sword. You know, Pasunu Dagnali Samjona Penda to Pasu Putajandi. Kutta Halkajavit Dang Chakani Pendiya. Uh, yep. Rabbit there there is a reason. Uh, yep. Well, there's a reason that the state has the monopoly on violence, on legitimate violence. Hmm. Because some, dogs sometimes strict yep. measures need to be taken. Rabbit dogs need to be put down. Rabbit dogs need to be put down. And exactly just to recap it all over again. We need to get that Sikh mentality out again. We need to implement the Sikh mentality, which is in Guru Granth Sahib, to give your woman the rights they deserve. We, we need to actively fight for it in all walks of life, not just in you know the field of gender equity. All walks of life, we need to fight to implement the Sikh mentality. Mm, yep. Uh, I'm trying to think over a point here. Mm. What would that equality in, in Sikh contest context look like? At the end of the day, this is a very valid question and we will let all the listeners and the Sangats debate it. How about that? Imagine Give us your... Give us your answers. Tell us what that equality will look like. Well, that's up to the listeners. Imagine, let's say, if Ranjit Singh had passed away or was killed in, in the battle, let's say, at a younger age, and we had a Sikh queen or a Sikh empress, would mm. that have had changed the attitude towards women we have today? Hmm. Maybe if the glorious roles of Mata Sahib Kaur, Mata Sundar Kaur, etc. had not been written out of her history, would our attitude people, towards women have been different today? People today still accept that Mata Gujri committed suicide. People today still accept that Guru Gobind Singh told Mata Gujri that, you know, you have taken black money looted by my Sikhs. Here's the thing, allegation is made against Sikhs, they're burglars, they're robbers, they're looters. Second allegation is made that Mata Gujri, you have accepted that money. Third, that because of you, my whole family will be destroyed. Once again, just like Mata Kivi, it's a woman's fault that, you know, the cataclysm happened to Guru Gobind Singh's family. It's a woman's fault. And, and as Gurbaksh Singh Kalaf Khanna said, when we implement the Sikh mentality, then we have to reject these texts. Well, today or tomorrow you'll have to. You will have to. These steps need to be taken, and only a brave person can take these steps. What sound does a snake make? <laughs> a hiss. 
What sound does a feminist snake make? <laughs> I wouldn't say a feminist snake. I would say a woke snake. <sighs> the snake's right there. I could probably ask him or her. I don't know what, what, what that is. Ask them if they have, like, you know, Vogue snakes would say that we should not sting when we're in danger. I'll ask him if they have any vegetarian snakes or vegan snakes. <laughs> yeah, get them together. I'll debate them. Well, you debate them, I'll get stung. Yep, that's the only possible solution. Yep. At the end of the day, end of the day, we have had a de-evolution of women by Sikhs themselves, and the de-evolution needs to be done away with. Only can be done away if we start implementing Sikhi. It's already too late for the previous generation, but hey, those of us who are married today, we can start a new wave straight away. Yes, we can, and it, it takes effort, it takes responsibility, and it takes a well-planned-out strategy. A well-planned strategy, just like Baba Nanak had a well-planned-out strategy and his successors did when they established Sikhi. And... and uh... Last point from my side, I think this environment doesn't exist where, let's say, a girl, your sister, your daughter, or anybody in your family can approach the male members of her family and freely talk about her issues. Mm -hmm. That's right. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist online where they approach, you know, reputed prachadics who will only take, you know, the taste of their agony and spread it all around and try taking a sick pleasure from it. So if your own family members, the people who are near and dear to you, the people who are your own blood, if they are unapproachable, what can you expect from the larger community? Things need to change. Things need to change radically and things need to change fast. They need to and you need to be in control of the change because I believe if somebody promised change, they didn't promise it to be a good change. Mm. So it has changed as a, as a promise, but the change wasn't good. Mm -hmm. We have put the foot forward on this issue. Are you ready to put the foot forward on this issue? That's for the listeners. Well, we have started the conversation, or let's say we have you know, made our effort. Now it's, it's up to the people, the listeners, Sikhs at large, or people who let's say, who are decent human beings to begin with, not just Sikhs, the society in general. You know, mm. Let's say, to talk about these issues, maybe have a brainstorming session, and to probably carve out a good strategy that there our own a, daughters, yep, yeah, our, a, our, our yep. human beings who just happen to be women, have their lives okay. easier and they, they have a yep. stand in their life. Equal rights, equality. There was a girl who sent a message, so we will wrap that up as a girl, and she said that what can one person do? And as a conclusion, what can one small person do was the question, and this is my reply to her. If you think a small person can't do anything, a small thing can't do anything, just try sleeping with a mosquito. Well... You and I, two people, we started a podcast. And we were just having a conversation. Okay, yep. let's do an experiment now. Probably put our views out there. Yep. And now you, the girl, are asking us a question. So we made an effort 
and it's it's bringing in results here yeah? even one or two it's not a bad start so yeah mm-hmm. individual started it okay. and you have to remember right. nanak Baba Nanak started as an individual yep okay then wahiguru ji ka khalsa wahiguru ji ki fateh wahiguru ji ki fateh